Hi everyone. Welcome to Seed Planters with the Cameron family. We meet weekly via video to discuss a new keyword and what we've learned in life regarding each new word. My name is Michelle. I'm Suzette. And I'm Nicole. And I'm Jocelyn. We're three sisters sharing our thoughts with our dad. Join us for today's episode. Welcome back to Seed Planters with the Cameron family as we resume our discussion on the word forgive. Last time we had our feedback on what came to mind and we talked about um, how forgiving others has released us to move forward, to open us up to uh, receive more and how um, actually the negative impact it can have on holding on to grudges and uh, living in a state of unforgiveness. Today, we'll continue to share our thoughts. And I'd like to ask our panel, um, how does the word forgive relate to us in general as humans? How does this word forgive relate to us in general as humans? Nicole? Yes. Uh, so I think the fact that human beings by definition are flawed that already makes it that we have to be able to forgive because no one's going to be perfect you're going to do something either by mistake or um intentional that's going to hurt someone else and because no man is an island so everyone has relationship or connection to some other person at some point during your lifetime you're probably going to encounter a, a hurt or a, a sadness within the context of relationship. So um, I think being able to forgive is a necessary component um, that we as humans have to practice on a routine basis in order to continue to uh, enjoy connections to others. And so um, I think it's very important. I think it's very vital and it's very um specific to us as humans and whether it's our relationship to each other and also with our relationship with our creator. Thank you very much. Um, how does this word relate to us in general as humans? I would like to give a brief response. The word forgive to us as humans um, generates relationships, whether good or bad. So I feel that uh, my ability to forgive someone else um, opens up the door to having a beautiful relationship with someone, being able to benefit from each other and learning and understanding how to accept others' gifts and talents, um, not becoming jealous because I'm not able to forgive someone or um, actually, I also do believe not being able to forgive others cuts you off completely. So there's like, a, um, it's like you're, you've removed yourself from whether it's a family member or a close friend that or used to be a close friend. And because you can't forgive them for something that they did to you or said about you, you have now, it's like you've become estranged from that person. And now Every time you see them, or if you do, you turn away, you don't want to hear their voice, you don't want to have anything associated with them, you don't want reminders, and that uh, fosters a very unhealthy 
relationship. So in general, as humans, we have to work hard at learning how to get along with others, learning how to um, make life easier for ourselves just by forgiving the person that wronged you. And you. And the most important thing is if you are a child of God and the other person is not, I do believe that you can win that soul just by forgiving them. Michelle, what are your thoughts on this word forgive as it relates to us in general as humans? Okay, so I'm looking at it from this other perspective where when we forgive, we're forgiving. We said it before in um, a previous or previous um, session that when we forgive, we're forgiving um, basically for ourselves. Like we're lifting the weight off our own shoulders and releasing ourselves from that debt. But um, the other thing I wanted us to look at too is that forgiving somebody, though we can forgive and it can restore there are times when restoration is just not possible, um, whether it's from the other party or just circumstances surrounding what occurred. You just know that this is something that cannot continue. So forgiveness, whether the relationship is restored or not, is really something that we should focus on because of the importance it has for us personally or the impact that it has on us personally and not so much the impact it has on the next person. Yes, we are exemplifying Christ when we forgive, but sometimes things are irreparable for whatever reason. So you have to, sometimes we have to accept that that's part of it too. Um, Yeah, that's it. I just wanted to share that. Uh, that does remind me of, um, well, I was thinking about a couple of verses before, and we will be having Michelle give us um, definitions and um, in, a, in a few minutes. But the verse that I thought of was Matthew 6.15, but if you refuse to forgive others, then your father will also not forgive your sins. So doing it for yourself, as she said is extremely important. At this time, I would like to turn over to Michelle and she can uh, continue on with the scriptures for us as they relate to the word forgive. Yeah, so usually what we do every time we meet is we read the definition of our word for the day and um, also the scriptures, some of the scriptures that are associated with the word. With a word like forgive, you know there's a lot in the scriptures about that. So I only selected a few. All right. So um, we use the Merriam-Webster Collegiate Dictionary for definitions. And it's a verb. Forgive is a verb. Um, There's also the versions forgave, forgiven, forgiving. And it's considered a transitive verb. And it's defined as to cease to feel resentment against an offender or pardon, and someone had mentioned pardon before. For example, forgive one's enemies. Um, To give up resentment of or claim to requital, um, see requital, et cetera. There's a definition for requital that I need to look up. Um, Forgive for an insult. And to grant relief from payment of, so forgive a debt. Then there's an intransitive verb um, of this, and it's to grant forgiveness. He had to learn to forgive and forget. 
Then there are other words like forgivable, forgive, forgivably, and forgiver is the noun. There's um, the words that are related to forgive or synonyms. You have disregard, excuse, ignore, overlook, pardon, pass over, um, shrug off. So those are some of the words. Now, here are some examples. Can you ever forgive me for being so selfish? I've never forgiven myself for the way I treated her. We must ask God to forgive us for our sins. He, he finds it hard to forgive an insult. The government has agreed to forgive some of the debt. And this was first known used in the, before the 12th century. And um, it's coming from Middle English and Old English. So for scriptures, I will be cherry picking today because there's quite a few. Um, Exodus chapter 10, verses 16 and 17, Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now forgive my sin once more and pray to the Lord your God to take this deadly plague away from me. And this is when they had the locust um, plague. Exodus 23, verses 20 and 21. See, I'm sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Pay attention to him and listen to what he says. Do not rebel against him. He will not forgive your rebellion since my name is in him. Exodus 34, verses 8 and 9. Moses bowed to the ground at once and worshiped. The Lord, Lord, he said, if I have found favor in your eyes, then let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff-necked people, forgive our wickedness and our sin and take us as your inheritance. Psalm 19, verse 12. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Psalm 25, verse 11. For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Jeremiah 31, verse 34. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Matthew chapter 6, verse 12. And forgive our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And that's, of course, from the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 9, verse 5 and 6, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat, and go home. Matthew 26, verse 28, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And that's from the, the last Passover. Mark chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the teachers of the law were there thinking to themselves, verse 7, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Luke chapter 17, verse 3. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. 
Acts 13. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know, 13 verse 38, sorry. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. And all the readings so far are from the New International Version. Romans chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. Uh, let's see what else. Hebrews 9, verse 22. In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Hebrews 10, verse 17 and 18. Then he adds, Their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more, and where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. 1 John 1, verses 9 and 10. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. And that's all. That's everything. Thank you very much. Um, I'll just make one comment before I move on. There is a verse that um, Luke 17, verse 3, if another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance, forgive. Um, often I see people are not, you're, you're not telling the other person that you actually offended me. So as a result, um, there is no room for repentance. There's no room to forgive. I mean, the opportunity to forgive because the person doesn't even know they offended you. So it's important to speak up and let someone know so that, as the scripture says, give them a chance to repent. And then in so doing, then you should forgive them once they repent. But don't walk around holding that grudge if that person didn't even know that they hurt you. I would like to continue on with another question for a panel. How have you benefited from the word forgiveness in your life? And I'd like to put a little twist on it and just add, how have you benefited from God forgiving you in your life? I would like to start with Nicole. Well, I think, you know, you think of the overall picture with um, the sacrifice that Jesus came to earth to do when he came to die on the cross for the sins of the world. But as a person within the world, it applies specifically to me. And knowing that everyone is born in sin, we all are born needing forgiveness right away. So it's not even like you step out and you start, you start making bad choices. You are born into a state of needing forgiveness. And God had a plan. He sent Jesus to, um, to, to give that, you know, give that gift. And so when we're born, we're born needing the gift, but the gift was already given. And so for us, it's just that we have to accept it, you know, acknowledge that we need help and that we need the forgiveness and then to accept it and then live a life where we can be pleasing unto God. Um, I think, you know, there have been times in my life where um, I may have had a skewed perspective um, 
whether it's a, a depressed mind state or whatever it may be. And in the midst of that, you're actively sinning. You're actively doing what it is that God says not to do. And then because he's a loving God, he is faithful and he continues to be near you, next to you, even though you yourself are turning your back to him. And because he's so loving and kind, he continues to pull you and draw you to him. And when you finally hear him and you say, you know what? I probably shouldn't be in this mind state. This is not who God created me to be. It's not um, how I'm supposed to live. You know, I know that I am more than just this temporary thought process, you know, whether it's depression, anxiety, whatever it may be, sadness, and you turn to him. And when you do that, he automatically is going to pour out his forgiveness on your life and continue to show you his love and being faithful to you. Um, And so that's how the word has benefited me. And the fact that in the time where I may have been with my back turned to God, he protected me, he covered me in that time. So when I step out of it, there's no residual harm um, that can be seen. There's no scars. And I think that is one of the most beautiful things that I can say that God has done for me in the context of forgiveness. That's extremely powerful, Nicole. Um, I do appreciate that. I would like to repeat the question. How have you personally benefited from God's forgiveness in your life? Um, At this time, we'll have Michelle. So the one thing that I would say um, where I know God has, his forgiveness has helped me, I think of, the things that I have done that were wrong, right? Things I've said or things I've done or things I've even thought that were wrong. And I knew then that it wasn't that I was out there with no um, recourse, like no way to come back, that there was a way to come back. There was a path to come back. And so even in doing things that are not right, you know that you're not out here just (laughs) um, trying to figure out how to correct it now and how to resolve things on an eternal basis. You now, you know, well, I know, I've known that there is that um, remission for sins, which is the blood of Jesus. And I know that I can turn to that no matter what I have done. Um, There are things that has happened in my life that people would say, well, that's practically an unforgivable sin. For those who don't know, I am divorced. And a lot of times the church tends to stigmatize those who have gone through divorce. And there are even churches that don't allow you to remarry because they say that this is something that this is like a, almost like an unpardonable sin and that you should not even consider the possibility of of doing that again. Um, I am thankful that God's love and forgiveness extends beyond divorce, that he loves me even after that happened. He loved me while I had to sign the paperwork. He loved me 
while everything was splitting up, you know, because of course you have to split everything up. And he loved me, loves me now. Um, years later, he still loves me. And I know he still loves the other party too, you know? There are times when you were thinking, ah, that's not true. He loves me. <laughs> but you realize that God loves both people. And even though we are no longer married, the one thing I see that God has done, because we have a child together, is because we have a, a son together, he has allowed us to be able to be around each other because of his forgiveness. I believe both of us have accepted his forgiveness of what we've done. We've also forgiven each other. And I see God doing something there that only he could have done. I couldn't have done it. He couldn't have done it. Um, only God could have done it. And so um, that's the one thing that stands out to me. Thank you very much. Um, those are very, uh, <laughs> those are very powerful testimonies. Um, how have I benefited from God's forgiveness? I'll just say forgiveness in my life. Um, I'm alive. I'm here. I believe I'm alive because he has forgiven me. There are times when I know that I made wrong choices, um, heading down the, the wrong path, trying to turn back and felt like there were blockages in the way, knowing that I was trying to get out my way. And then when I finally just let go and said, Lord, I need you to do this for me. You have to get me out of this because I know that I don't want this anymore. I don't want this path. And when I finally said, Lord, take it, he took it immediately. See, all he's waiting for to forgive us is for us to just come to him, just come to him, um, repent, let it go. doesn't matter what it is. He is just waiting, is just waiting to forgive us. And that's exactly what he did. He forgave me, opened the doors, and it's like door after door after door started to open because I finally accepted the fact that he was ready and willing to forgive me. And all I had to do was walk through that door. Um, the biggest problem with when God has forgiven you, sometimes I think, in the past, I think I realized that I didn't forgive myself. And it's important to forgive yourself. Um, walking with that guilt, well, that, that can really destroy you. And the Lord keeps saying, I already forgave you. It's in the past. It's behind you. Now move forward. And you're still going, oh, you know, I feel so unworthy. But we should never feel unworthy of God's grace and mercy because that's what he has extended towards. That's the reason why what uh, Nicole had said was the fact that we were born already in sin and the fact that we were in that state of needing forgiveness. It's that's from the beginning. So feeling that way, even after knowing who Christ is, it's really. I don't know, it's like a condemning myself, you know, living in a state of condemnation. And that's not what God wants. It, it deters you from the path. It, it delays your blessings. And I do believe that um, God really has 
when he said he has a plan for you, he has a plan. He's not looking at where you've been. He's looking at where you're going and he doesn't want to uh, use you for your benefit. He's using you for his glory. And we have to remember that. Um, so final reflections, I guess at this time, um, if anyone would like to have just a brief word that you would like for your listeners to hear um, on the word forgive, I'll start with uh, Michelle this time, just briefly. Yes. So one thing I would say to the listeners who may be struggling with forgiveness, because this is something, as I said, it's widespread, it's everywhere. Um, just realize that you holding on to the, the grudge or the thing or the hurt, the, the pain of whatever it is, it's not really necessarily hurting the other person. Sometimes it's hurting the other person. But most times you are the person that's carrying the weight of it. And so you will want to release this burden as quickly as you can and understand that God has forgiven you. So because he has forgiven you, you are, you are to be open to forgiving someone else. Um, and I say be open to it because sometimes it's a process. Sometimes it takes, you know, takes a long time to get there, but you have to start out with the mindset of, hey, you know what, let me think about this at least. <laughs> so I wanted to encourage the listener to think about the possibility of forgiving that person because the release that you will feel, there's nothing like it. Thank you, Nicole. Any brief word to the listeners? Final reflections? Yes. Um... So I think for me, you know, we talked a lot about us forgiving others, but just remembering that if someone, if the person that hurt you is coming to you and asking for forgiveness, um, we should be willing to let go as well and say, yes, I accept your apology or I accept your request to be forgiven because it definitely can be two-way street at times. Um especially if they know that they did something wrong and they acknowledge it and they come to ask for forgiveness, then we should be um, bold enough, kind enough um, and follow God's um, instruction and his way of life and say, yes, I forgive you and continue with relationship in the context that makes sense for, you know, what may have happened. But that would be my final thing. Thank you, Nicole. Let us briefly close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this time that we share together to speak about the word forgive. Help us to remember, Lord God, to walk in a state of forgiveness, to live a life, Lord God, that accepting and pleasing to you so that we are open and willing to forgive others for any wrong they may have done and allow us, Lord God, to move forward in proclaiming who you are, Lord God, and being those living testimonies and examples of who Christ really is. We give you the honor, the praise, and the glory as you continue to bless us all in all that we do. And let us always remember to put you first. In Jesus' name, amen. This concludes our discussion on the word forgive. Bear in mind the final reflections as food for thought, rendering positive actions for the upcoming week. Remember, seeds are planted with the intent to grow and bear fruit. Tune in next time. I'm your host. Suzette, go with God.
Thank you for listening to Seed Planters with the Cameron family. Join us for our next episode next week.